Hello, everyone. Welcome back to North Lawrence Connection. We are the official podcast for North Lawrence Community Schools, and you are listening to episode 16. We took a couple weeks off for spring break, but we are glad to be back today with some new guests. How was your spring break, Melanie? It was great. Nice and relaxing. Didn't do a whole lot, but that's okay. That's what spring break is for. How was yours? It was good. So you had a staycation. I did. Definitely a staycation. I heard someone in your household had a big birthday party. Oh, yes. Over spring break. The big O three. 3 Three years old. Wow. Big um, Toy Story birthday party. Yes. Yes. She dressed up as Jessie, and um, we actually were teaching her how to say things with like a southern drawl so that's cute when you have a toddler who's learning to talk and is trying to use a southern accent you should have had mr perry come and teach her oh yes yes he's a good impersonator he is he probably had a jesse like he probably could talk like i bet he could talk like buzz Lightyear. oh for sure definitely for sure had a lot of people mention after his episode that they had no idea he could do those voices no idea Totally new outlook on Mr. Perry for sure. <laughs> we'll have to ask our one of our guests today if she knew. Yes, one of our guests is from Shawswick. Yeah. So as we are approaching here in the spring season, it also became the first day of spring while we were on spring break. Um, and it was opening day for the BNL Stars baseball team. And they are um, continuing their um, playing here this weekend in Evansville. They're playing a couple teams this weekend. We also have track and field. Boys and girls are competing with Jennings County and Seymour this week as well. So um, we look forward to all of our spring teams and their con- competitions against their teams as we go into our spring sports season. Also, I'm sure a big event for um, our high schoolers is prom is coming up on April 16th and there it will be happening at the French Lick Hotel definitely exciting for that sounds like a nice evening also if you um, want some prom hair and you do care um, it looks like Mrs. Brazel <laughs> is sponsoring some um, prom um, hair for donations. Um, all proceeds, it looks like it's 10 to $20, and all proceeds are donated to the special needs prom. So make an appointment. Stop by Mrs. Brazel's room in 1310 to make your appointment for some prom hair. Do they still do pictures these days at prom where the couple poses in front of the backdrop and... I would assume so. I think I've seen, I saw some when that they had homecoming. Okay. So I would assume they would do some fancy ones for prom. Okay. Are corsages still a thing? You know, I saw a new thing about corsages um, that were pretty cool. I think they're doing like bouquets now. Like oh. not only corsages, but carrying bouquets. And then um, there was also a fancy one with like some ribbons. Kind of like what a bridesmaid might carry? Or Maybe. Something? Okay. Maybe. But what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a I while. I feel like I'm dating myself by saying, do they still do that these I days? <laughs> I love to see the, the promposals. Yes. Those are fun. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if that's still cool if they're doing that again this year. We'll have to be on the lookout for some pictures. I know. Like, email us. Let us know what's cool at prom this yes. year. Because we need to be on the <laughs> 411. Right. <laughs> of what's cool. So, for sure. um, 
Another spring tradition here in NLCS is the Festival of the Arts, and that is going to be at the BNL Pack. So on April 11th, sixth and sixth graders will be performing along with middle school and high school choirs. On April 12th, seventh grade and the high school bands will be performing. And then on April 14th, our seventh grade orchestra, eighth grade orchestra, and the BNL orchestra will be performing, as well as uh, selected students who will be accompanying the choirs, orchestra, and bands during all of those performances. So head on out and attend that. You may also um, see artwork on display from students across the district at the Arts Festival. That sounds like a great time to see student artwork as well as all the other things that our fine arts department is doing. We also wanted to remind families that on Friday, April 15th, all NLCS students will have a virtual learning day, so they will not report to in-person learning, but rather will stay home and complete virtual work that has been assigned by their teachers. All right. Well, can't wait for our guests today. We are on episode 16, and we have some great guests today. Let's welcome Naomi Trojan, the, one of the NLCS Robotics Coordinator, and Lou Keen, the Needmore Elementary Robotics Coach. Welcome. It's great to be here. So, um, Naomi, did you know that Mr. Perry could make all of those... Um, I get not sound effects, but um, um, impersonations. impersonations, yes. I, I did know he could do some. Um, he did Yoda for us once, uh-huh. and that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty talented. He was on a previous episode of the podcast, and he did a couple, and we were just like, whew, mind blown. I know. <laughs> yeah, never underestimate him. Right, yes, exactly. Very, yes. very true. Yeah. So why don't you guys start out with just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, hi, my name is Lou Keen, and um, just a little bit about my background. I have a Bachelor of Science in Elementary Education from IU Southeast in New Albany, and then I went to Purdue, yay! Boiler up. Boiler up. (laughs) (laughs) For my Master's in Education, where I majored in Library Science. And then I was actually a student at IU Bloomington because I had to professionalize my elementary license after getting my master's. So I've been, I'm an alum to both sides of the fence, IU and Purdue. <laughs> you could have that license placed just for yourself, the Purdue yes. side and the IU side. House divided. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> She's a person divided. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But my husband and I are originally from Jackson County, and we moved here in 1983 And my first job, actually, at North Lawrence was um, the receptionist in the administration building. Even though I had all these degrees, that's the job that I uh, was able to um, get. And so after I did that for a year, then I went out to the high school, and I was a librarian for five years. And I was also the cheer coach out there. And so... I have a lot of students that I see that are children from my cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And um, and then finally, I g- 
got to do the job that I really wanted to be, and that was an elementary teacher, and I taught kindergarten for many years. I taught first, and I've taught second virtually, and I've ta- I did one year at third. So I've had a little bit of experience in a lot of areas. All right, Naomi, tell us about you. Yeah, well, I'm Naomi Trojan. I received my degree from the University of Indianapolis. Uh, my older sister went to IU and my brother went to Purdue. So like Lou, I'm kind of on both sides of the right. fence on that one. So you're a greyhound. I am a greyhound. Okay. Yes, yes. Proud to be a greyhound. Yes. Um, my husband and I are originally from northern Indiana, the Warsaw Northwebster area. Um, we moved down here. Uh, we were married in 2005 when we moved down to Madison. Then we were transferred over to Bedford, where we have been ever since. Um, I started substituting for North Lawrence. Um, I, like Lou, had a hard time kind of finding that teaching position. Um, And then I eventually started doing the traveling science teacher position, which I absolutely loved. And then I was able to... um, get a kindergarten teaching job and I did that for a couple years and I admire those kindergarten teachers because (laughs) I think I am blessed with patience but not with kindergartners. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a very special kind of person to you know teach kindergarten and I admire all the kindergarten teachers um, because I am no I can't do it. um, So I have taught fourth grade and fifth grade as well. And I've also taught one year on the virtual learning, which was really, really fun. Um, My family and I were both big in scouting as well. I like to say my husband gets paid to camp, (laughs) um, and he does, but there's so much more behind the scenes that you just don't know goes into scouting. Um, And I have a son and a daughter, and they're wonderful, wonderful people. Great. So much. And when you say scouting, you mean boy scouting, right? Scouts BSA because they actually changed oh, to right. include um, girls. Girls and so boys. So it's no longer boy scouts. It's scouts BSA. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Is the BSA an acronym for something? Boy scouts of America. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde moment here. <laughs> Hey, we always have to be clear about our acronyms. That's right. We oh like to boy. have that. But just in case you were wondering, she's not out scouting for jobs. <laughs> she's <laughs> actually scouting in the wilderness. Yes, right. Scouting with a capital S. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Naomi, tell us the history of robotics in NLCS and what are the goals for the future of the program? Yeah, so in 2016, Connie McDaniel received an email from TechPoint Foundation for Youth saying, hey, apply for this grant and you'll get a robot and we'll pay for your um, registration and we'll send you the robot and you can start, start it up. So Connie went on ahead and applied for it and received the grant and then she forwarded it to me. And she's like, hey, you need to apply for this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) And I didn't do anything with it. Then Connie approached me again. She's like, hey, did you apply for that grant? I'm like, "Um, no, I don't really know much about robotics. And Connie goes, well, neither do I. (laughs) So she sat down with me, and we filled out that grant. And 
I was awarded the grant. Just like Connie, we attended our coaching training and started up the clubs, which was brand new for North Lawrence with Vex IQ. Um, our goal is to continue to grow, grow this program and to get it, we now have it in every elementary school. That was our goal to begin with. Um, but now it's in every elementary school. We're trying to get it in the middle schools and hopefully maybe even transition that on into the high school. Um, but we also want to make the program self-sustaining so that it's bringing in its own funds is the ultimate go goal. So we want to include more kids, have more robots, and make it self-sustaining. Great. So, Lou, you are the coach for the Needmore Elementary Robotics team. They go by the Robotoppers. We've actually talked about the Robotoppers a lot on this podcast. I've had to brag on them and all that they've done this season. But can you tell our listeners what, what exactly does a robotics team do, whether that be in practices or competitions? Sure, I'd love to. Well, robotics is really a full-year commitment. It's not just a few months. Basically, we start out at the beginning of the year selecting the team and then as soon as this team is selected they start becoming familiar with all the robotics parts trying to learn the names of the different parts that's still a challenge for me even to this day after tell, tell us a couple of names of the parts well <clears throat> the little rubber thingy that goes on the end of a axle that has a specific name called a collar <laughs> it's oh. not i would call it rubber thingy <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. i can picture what it is when right. you say rubber thingy yeah <laughs> So um, we try to use the correct words, but um, we have a volunteer coach, Mr. Thompson, and he, he's always wanting to know what the exact name is, and so we kind of laugh about it. I'll say, you know the little rubber thingy, and he goes, you mean the collar. <laughs> <laughs> but after they learn the robotics parts, then they really have to study the new challenge for the year, because every year there's a new challenge. The field actually increased in size last year. It's now a six-by-eight field. Mm -hmm. So when you say field, it's the um, the surface right. that the robot moves on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so every year you get a new um, game element kit that you have to put together. And this year's game kit took close to two months to assemble, which really shocked me because in previous years we were able to put it together within a, a couple mm -hmm. sessions, a couple weeks. And so after the game is assembled then you have to decide how am I going to build a robot that plays this game because every year it's going to be different you can't use the same robot a lot of people say well can't you just save your robot from year to year you cannot because each game requires different skills so you have to make your robot play the specific game and then after the robots are built it's just hours upon hours of practicing driving and then there's many hours put into programming the, the robot so that it can play the game autonomously so that the driver pushes a button, stands back, and watches the robot play the game. Yeah. I think it's interesting because when I was first introduced to robotics and a robotics club, um, the teachers at the school I was at at the time 
um, were just sorting the pieces (laughs) and um, the collars, the the rubber thingies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was a challenge in itself, let alone um, then we were trying to find certain pieces for the students. And that was interesting um, in itself. And then also like in my mind, what I thought a robot was going to look like was not actually what the robot was was actually looked like um so i think it i think um having teachers involved too would be fun um because it's not actually at all (laughs) what you think did you think it was going to look like the housekeeper in the jetsons Mm -hmm. yeah exactly (laughs) rosie that that was her name right we looked at we googled that um yeah and um yeah, it's, so it really is a good experience, I think, um, as an adult <laughs> to get involved. Um, because, yeah, I wouldn't have any clue what those things are called. I'd be like, the wheel thingy. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they all have a name. A lot of people have the misconception that robotics is like the battle bots battle on t- television. Yes. And so they're yeah. like, I don't understand that in our alliances, we work together with another team. Mm-hmm. We're not working against them. So they're teaching the students a lot of of skills that they'll be able to use in the future, like collaboration and communication. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, so Naomi, what life skills and also technology skills are learned by the students involved in robotics? And how can this help them not only in education, but also thinking about like further on in their career or a different path that they might take um, later on in life? Yeah, so the students, they learn a lot about um, collaboration and problem solving. Um, They learn how to troubleshoot, which is all skills they need in school and also out of school. And these are skills that we don't necessarily teach as a lesson to the kids. These are life skills that we teach as we go along. Um, They also learn how to kind of think like engineers and how you know, once you have that design of that robot built, how can you make it better? And they, they think ahead like that. Um, I have talked to, I went through um, a STEM cohort with ROI, and I, ta- I was able to talk to a lot of um, businesses, and they said one of the skills that they want to see their future employees come through is the skills that they're learning in robotics, the, the collaboration, the troubleshooting, problem solving. They're also learning leadership skills oh, yeah. as well. And they, they learn to work together and never underestimate their teammates because they never know what kind of skill set that student is bringing to the table. Um, I always like to talk about the first year we did robotics we had a fifth grader who they themselves partnered up with a first grader because the first grader could do a certain skill on the robot that the fifth grader couldn't master in time Mm -hmm. so they knew they would be a good team and that's just one of the examples of how the kids work towards each other's strengths yeah well, and you look at like the programs they use at school, like Scratch Junior, you know, not that where they're programming um, and how that translates over to like robotics. And you really do have to take a lot of problem solving um, skills to think about moving something like the robot that they're building and thinking about how it's going to get through like the playing field or whatever the challenge is. And that takes a lot of thinking skills and problem solving that you know, they don't get to exercise in everyday life, but 
that does transfer over into things like, you know, let's say your car ran out of gas mm-hmm. and you're miles away from a gas station. <laughs> How are you going to think through this problem? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you can't really teach someone how mm-hmm. to do. Um, or, you know, simple things like, you know, you're out of dish detergent and you can't go to the store for two more days. How are you going to solve this problem? Um, and so those aren't things that we can necessarily teach, but you know, thinking through problems such as these will help them become more strategic and more um, focused on things like that. So I think that's great. So the Need More Robotics team has been very successful this season. Coach Keen, can you tell us about the accomplishments <laughs> this year of your team? <laughs> sure, that's so funny to be called Coach Keen, but <laughs> well, we actually have three teams this year at Need More. We have four members on each of the teams. Two of our teams are registered with VEX, and one team uh, was unregistered and just competed in scrimmages with North Lawrence Community School. So I have to give a big shout out to them too because they did an awesome job. <laughs> So as Mrs. Petty said, our season started out with a bang. Our first tournament was a virtual tournament, and we were kind of nervous about that. We've never done a virtual tournament before, but it was very successful. We ended up, our two teams ended up qualifying for the finals, and they were alliance together. And so they placed um, first in the driving category, and that qualified both of those teams then for the state championship. So in the first competition, they qualified for state. That's remarkable. Yes. I have to admit that when they were driving their final match, I sat on the floor in a fetal position with my hands over my <laughs> eyes <laughs> because I just, I just couldn't watch. You're supposed to bring out that inner cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. I was so, so nervous, and um, I was really proud of them because they really um, showed their stuff and got a first place out of that. That's great. And then we traveled to Seymour because I wanted them to have an experience of an in-person tournament. And so we went over to Seymour, and I told them the competition was going to be a lot harder, so they're really going to have to work hard. And they went over there and placed first in alliance driving and first in skills. Wow. Yeah. And we really had the pleasure of joining the North Lawrence Community Schools in the scrimmages that Naomi had over at Shawswick. And we took all three teams, and we placed first, second, and third in driving, and first, second, and third in skills. So (laughs) that was fun. I'm sure everybody was like, oh, no, there's need more. (laughs) (laughs) The dynasty. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun, and um, Naomi did a great job. I'm hoping next year we can have more scrimmages like that. So that was really great. And then what I thought was going to be the climax of the year was to be able to participate in the Indiana State Championship up at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy, which is just awesome when you walk in there. It's just so overwhelming to think you're standing on the field. Right. It's just so great. And it's so overwhelming. But there's a hundred and there was 110 teams there from Indiana. Our kids did great. One of our teams placed uh, 13th in alliance driving, and the other team placed 15th. And then in our skills programming, we had one team, which is we call the F team, placed 10th in skills, which qualified them to go to the Worlds. <laughs> Lots of applause. Yes. 
And then we had our G team, which placed 13th. So we had to wait a few days because Indiana gets a few extra spots to go to Worlds based on their skills ranking in the world because Naomi might be able to explain it a little bit better. Yeah, so a lot of times the teams will double qualify and you only get one world spot. So if you double qualified somewhere for worlds, then you forfeit the one spot because you're already in it. Mm -hmm. And that goes to the next runner up. Okay, gotcha. So since our team was ranked, you know, 13th, Mm -hmm. they were quickly snapped up to get a a world's bid too. So both teams are headed to the Worlds in Dallas. Ooh, <laughs> going to Texas. Yeah. So, Lou, what exactly is World Finals, and what does a team need to compete in this kind of tournament? Well, I wish I could answer that completely, but oh. <laughs> to be honest, I've never been to Worlds, yeah. so this is going to be a new experience for me. But really what it is, it's the best from around the world. Mm-hmm. The best and the brightest from all the states in the United States as well as countries from around the world. Wow. And they'll all come together in Dallas to compete for the world title. Now, there, if I look on the website, there's not as many awards there. I think they only award like first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to be the cream of the cream mm-hmm. to get one of those awards. And so... I'm going to try to prepare them, but knowing these kids, they think they're going to walk away with that title. (laughs) Well, I mean, they've pretty much already gotten the title right now. I mean, going to Worlds is pretty amazing. Um, In my head, I just, if anyone's familiar with the movie Pitch Perfect, that's what I picture it as, like Worlds, like all these different people from different countries and everything, Um, but just with robots, not singing. Um, I mean, it, it sounds amazing. The cool thing about it is one of the students asked, well, what do I do if I get paired with a student from another country that doesn't speak English? And so I found an answer to that. They have interpreters for them. Oh. And a neat experience for our kids. Yeah. I was going to say use Google Translate. Yeah. No, they have interpreters. That's so cool. Wow. Well, Dallas, Texas. So Howard, like... The kids, I'm sure, are just pumped, and I'm oh. sure you are, too. Oh, beyond. Absolutely. That is an understatement. Yeah. They, um, after they learned that they qualified for Worlds, mm-hmm. one of the teams was like, we're building a whole new robot because <laughs> they recognized, like, the level that they're yeah. going to have to compete at, and they, they wanted to right. build a new one. Right. The G team had a, a robot they called Peter, and Peter is retired. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's out. Peter's out. Do they, since you've said that they, like, give you a new game and competition, so do they have, like, different, a whole new, like... Well, this will be the same game. They'll okay, keep the, the same, same game, game for the whole year. year. Mm-hmm. So that includes Worlds as well. Right. Yes. Okay. But you can build a new robot to, to go. Yes. Okay. And successful teams do that. They modify their robot after every competition. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are we taking all the pieces of our robots at NLCS to build the mega robot no because it has to actually fit within a certain uh dimension okay see this is this is good i need to learn <laughs> right more. Okay. yeah gotcha so we can't build, build like the mega robot of no. all robots no you can't okay. there's, the there's they're yeah. only allowed to have one brain up to six motors it okay. has to fit within the certain dimensions that's mm. issued each year even gotcha. with like height and how high it can extend up okay but these robo toppers i mean they are serious they have come in on weekends 
They have come in on breaks and spent like Uh eight hours on a weekend working on this. Uh They are dedicated. Yeah. Well, they've got Coach Keen here. That's right. She's competitive, and (laughs) that has rubbed off off on them, and they are as well. I'm sure. (laughs) So, Naomi, um, you both had mentioned VEX IQ. What is that? So, VEX IQ is the elementary division, and it can include middle school. So, it's, it was, it's normally first through eighth grade who can compete on this team, and it's one of the sections of REC's robotics. So, they have VEX U, which is for the university. They have VRC, which is more for the high school levels, and middle school can also compete on that. And each build and each game is different for each dimensions. They have a new one coming out. It's called Vex Go. And I have recently applied for a grant for that, but it is for the classroom to compete. Um, So I'm kind of curious about what that all is going to involve. Um, Now that I'm big into robotics, I'm like, yes, let's do it. And I'll figure it out as I go. So is Vex IQ, are they the ones that determine the game for the season or for that year? REC does it. Okay. Does that that stand for something? Oh, it does. Okay. (laughs) I just like to know, like, who these organizations are. Um, So REC is kind of the umbrella, and VEX IQ is just one of the components under that umbrella. And they have teams who whose job is to create these games and they're actually two years out on the games and they're very very secretive so I I was actually able to talk to one of the um, head people down from Dallas Texas he was at a convention I was at and just nonchalantly I'm like okay so what did you say that name was about the game and he's like I didn't because we don't release it yet (laughs) and he was really cool about it confidential Um, yes yes big time secretive but at Worlds we get to see yes. the new game oh, for the, the very big reveal first time. Right. the conclusion of the uh, convention is the championship is the reveal mm-hmm. so the, you that gives you like a head start yeah our kids will come back and oh. start people start planning that's awesome on the trip back home exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah and we normally order our kits uh before school is out for the mm-hmm. next year so we can make sure we have them because they have a tendency to be back ordered from time to time right. so uh-huh. we'd like to give mm-hmm. our students every yeah. advantage. That's awesome. But in VEXIQ, we have just um, registered teams. There's like 8,500 teams registered for VEXIQ. Wow. Um, and in over 50-plus countries. Mm-hmm. I was um, fortunate enough to host a international virtual tournament this year, and I had teams from Thailand that signed up. And they're like 11, 12 hours time difference and I started it at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday which is Mm -hmm. roughly 9 p.m. their time right and we were going and we were done by 4 4 30 so so that's like a.m. for For them (laughs) yeah and the kids were so hyped up and just wonderful it was a wonderful experience we had most of the teams were from Thailand and then we had a team from Florida and their robot you would have loved it it went sideways Mm. And it just, Uh-oh. like, vacuumed up all Ooh. of the yellow balls uh-huh. on wow. the field. And then they backed it up and launched it. 
and it, it was it was so cool. Uh, I think they were called the Galactic Girls or something. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> they had like a it. backdrop and everything. And then there was a team from um, California, and that team was so quick with the robot. It was hard to like keep track of like what they were all doing and launching because they would launch two or three balls at the same time. And it was it was really impressive. A lot of um, talent. Yes. Okay. So do we know how many teams from around the world will be competing at the world tournament? They said over 600. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that's in person. And then they're going, I think they're offering a virtual edition, which is where the virtual tournaments came into play and why the teams mm-hmm. um, from Thailand wanted to sign up because they could – from their scores, they could obtain a virtual spot because some countries are not allowing teams mm-hmm. to travel anymore. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. So um, REC wanted to make sure they incorporate as many mm-hmm. people as possible. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's great. So, Lou, thinking about Worlds, how are you and the team feeling about this one, almost once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to compete Oh, my gosh, they are so excited. This was a goal that they set right after winning that first virtual tournament, and I just had to put it in the back of my mind going, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they proved me wrong. And so they are so super excited and I just think that's what they have on their brains 24-7 right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's really fun that the Need More School and the community share our excitement. Yeah. So proud of the students. I've... They had a convocation for us, mm-hmm. and we kind of felt like superstars. I bet. <laughs> yeah. You should feel like superstars. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Can you share um, what one of the team members said the day that they they found out that the second team had got the bid to go to Worlds, and we had the impromptu school parade, what one of the boys said oh, after? after it was over, we went through the hallways, and all the students were out there cheering for us in this gigantic tunnel of clapped or clap and it was just amazing and so we went to the gym and one of the boys said wow I didn't know people really cared about robotics and it was just so exciting yeah makes them feel very special yeah so you had mentioned that the need more school community is very supportive and excited for the team the the need more community itself and really Overall, the Nor- the Lawrence County community has been supportive of the team since they qualified for Worlds. So can you talk a little more how the community has become involved? Well, as soon as we found out um, after the state competition that one of our teams qualified, one of the moms just started working right away, making a list of all the different things that we would need to do to go to Worlds. And I think I was a little bit blown away that somebody would take the time to do all of that. It was so awesome. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So you said that you were blown away (laughs) that someone would do that right after state. But (laughs) Coach Keene, when we got home from state Saturday night, was running the numbers herself late that (laughs) evening to try to determine if we were going to make it to Worlds because she thought we might. (laughs) So I I was blown away that she did that right after I was totally exhausted, but I went home pretty late at night and I started started looking at the numbers because I wanted to know if our G team was going to qualify. So I started doing exactly what Naomi said. Oh, they qualified, they qualified, they qualified. (laughs) And started eliminating all the teams on the world standing. 
and I, we were like second in line to be chosen, and I was like, oh, I, I'm 99.9% sure that they're going to get a bid for Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we had one of the parents that um, just started up um, basically a plan on how this they could make this happen. Mm-hmm. And so they reached out to the community, and all of the parents have worked endlessly asking for Mm -hmm. support, financial support. And I'm so thankful that the money is coming in because it's going to take a lot to send the students to this once-in-a-lifetime adventure. And I'm just so overwhelmed and thankful that our community cares enough about their students that they'd be willing to sponsor them. Absolutely. You guys are having Penny Wars, is that correct? Yes, Penny Wars is a fundraiser that the PTO at Need More is leading to collect change and bills um, to go toward sending the team. And we have parents and Need More alumni and NLCS alumni dropping off checks and businesses in the community, you know, small businesses to big businesses like, you know, Duke, Catalent. Um, they're getting word of this and reaching out and saying, hey, we want to help your team. Right. That's great. Well, because, it, you know, it's, you know, an investment in their future exactly. as well. Um, because, you know, all the different podcast episodes we've done about, you know, the things that our high school has for students, you know, this is um, something that all of these students can take into their future, whether they're going into college or a career path. This is something that they can take um, with them, even that they're in elementary school right now. This Mm -hmm. is something that will lead them to an amazing career path, whether they choose college um, and then go to a career or just into a career path, whether it be something in construction or graphic design or welding. This robotics will help them in those careers. Right. These are potential future employers. And Mm -hmm. Mrs. Keene had... um, talk to the team about just what they want to be when they grow up. And a lot of them were saying engineers, um, computer Uh, science, programmers. Yes, absolutely. And those are definitely needed right now. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. Um, So, Lou, how else can the community members or NLCS alumni contribute to fundraising efforts? Well, we are collecting uh, money at Needmore School, so they could mail a check to Needmore School. They could drop off the check. Heck, if they even called me on the phone and told me, (laughs) I'd hop in my car and go pick it up. And she will. (laughs) But we also have a PayPal account, and there is a link on our flyer. It's listed on Facebook. But the uh, link is needmorerobotics at gmail.com. That is a needmorerobotics at gmail.com. So payment can be sent virtually through PayPal to that address, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Okay. That's great. Naomi, anything else? Um, how can um, uh, maybe community members get involved with our NLCS robotics um, teams? Yeah, so if um, any community members wants to um, continue to donate towards robotics, um, then all they will need to do is send a check to 
um, the administration building, but make it out to NLCS Robotics. And that will be deposited directly in our ECA account uh, for use for all the teams. Since we have just one big account now, we want to distribute it evenly among the schools. That way, every student has this opportunity. That's great. Or if a business wants to be involved, can they contact you about getting Absolutely. involved? Absolutely. They can contact me. Um, I work with businesses uh, volunteering to host the tournaments, which is a really big um feet that you have to mm-hmm. um you just need a lot of right. volunteers yeah. to make that successful right um but yeah they're welcome to email me at um trojan in at nlcs.k12.in.us great because now that we're getting back to some in-person um events that would definitely be needed i'm sure volunteers and spaces yes <laughs> we're just so happy that north lawrence offers this opportunity to yes. our students. Um, we're really excited about the Need More Robo Toppers yes. and they're um, qualifying for Worlds. So the World Tournament is going to be held the second week of May. So we will keep our listeners updated and um, keep everyone posted on the status of their trip and then how they perform at the tournament. Yes, and thank you, Naomi, for all the time and um, effort that you put into keeping robotics going here at NLCS. You're welcome. All right, so shifting to some fun questions to talk with you both about. Um, Share with us what your personal hashtag is, and if you don't have one, what would it be? I do want to share, Lou, I don't know if you've listened to some of the previous episodes, but when we were talking about robotics before, Melanie actually gave you a hashtag. (laughs) We were talking about just how well the team has done under your direction, and... um, Melanie had said that you make magic happen. So we said that your hashtag should really be magic maker. (laughs) Hashtag magic maker. So yeah. But anyway, what what is your hashtag? Or if not, what would it be? I don't really have one. So I had to put a lot of thought into it. But on my overall, I'm a hashtag learner because I love to learn new things. At Needmore, I'm hashtag sign girl. Oh. Can you explain why? <laughs> well, that makes sense. Whenever Mrs. Petty is busy and she needs somebody to hold this stop and go sign <laughs> at, at the car line. And so some people in town go, I know you. You're the sign, sign girl. girl. <laughs> yes. That's like I'm the breakfast girl. <laughs> that's, that's what the middle schoolers call me. Hey, there's that breakfast girl. Right. Lou, at least be glad that they call you a girl, girl. still. <laughs> that's what I'm always glad oh, about. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, at least they're not like, hey, there's that old lady the at lady. breakfast. Girl versus lady. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't want to be sign old lady. Yeah, you don't want to be that sign lady. You're sign girl. <laughs> and then a personal hashtag would be scrapper because I'm a scrapbooker. Oh. Yeah. I love that. Crafty. Naomi. Um, I don't really have a hashtag, but if I did, I would have to be hashtag STEM girl. Uh-huh. Oh, that's definitely you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Science all the way with Mrs. Trojan. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> definitely. What about um, something you're grateful for in your school community? Well, right now I'm just so grateful for the businesses and individuals who have supported our robotics team to make this trip possible. I just can't tell you 
um, thanks enough for that because it just overwhelms me. It almost brings tears to my eyes mm-hmm. to think that the people care so much about these kids and that they're willing to support them. So I'm so grateful for that. And really, truly, it couldn't, it wouldn't happen without the support no. of our sponsors. We just wouldn't be able we to. We wouldn't be able to go. And so I think the kids realize that you think they're special. And so mm-hmm. they, they'll believe in themselves and they'll try their very best. Yeah, I think that's great, too, because... This group of kids is just so unique and, you know, they're coming from all different avenues and backgrounds and everything and grade levels. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful, you know, not only for the community that's been donating money to help the team go, um, because I I don't have robotics where it needs to be yet. Um, This is still a very fragile area. Um, But I'm also grateful for just how accepting the schools are of robotics and how I've been able to get into every single building and talk to the different, um, some of the teachers and the principals. And, you know, you said one of the problems we had was, you know, the teachers were trying to sort through and organize. Well, I'm proud to say that all the robotics programs are now organized. Yay. Right. <laughs> it took us hours and hours yes. of work after school. The coaches pitched in. Um, they right. all have their little uh, storage containers mm-hmm. and everything's or it's not labeled yet. Right. They, they <laughs> probably say rubber things. On its own. But they're all organized. So hopefully next year the kids won't be digging yeah. and they'll be able to be more productive. Yeah. Spend their time building things versus looking smarter, not harder. Exactly. (laughs) Love it. All right. So then what would your DJ name be if you were a DJ at a robotics competition? I would be DJ Omi. (laughs) (laughs) Omi. Oh, okay. I was thinking O-W-E space M-E, like, you owe me something, no. guys. But O-M-I. owe me because Naomi. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's exactly. cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> owe me is my nickname. Yeah. Okay. Very few people actually call me that. Owe so. me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right, what about you, Lou? Oh, man, that's a hard one. Um, DJ, I don't know. I guess I just have to go with what my mom called me my whole life. She called me Little Lou. So. Oh, we like that. Little Lou. We, <laughs> could, we could make it really DJ. Little Lou. Um, <laughs> yes. And kind of little in stature. Not necessarily yeah. little around, but little in height. And uh, I was the youngest of eight, so I was mom's oh. littlest one. Yeah. I call you that sometimes. <laughs> little Lou. Little Lou. I love it. Well, thank you both for being here, and thank you for sharing your love of robotics and how much the robotics program is growing. And thanks to all of our sponsors and um, everyone that's participating to help um, the need need more the robo toppers um, go to worlds in this once in a lifetime opportunity. At the end of today's episode, we will be hearing from students at Need More to share what they enjoy most about school. And I think that they're actually going to be some of the students from the Need More Robotics team. Awesome. Even better. Yeah. So remember to submit your requests to us for any future guests that you would like to hear here on the podcast. And you can email those requests to podcast at nlcs.k12.in.us. My name is Blake Beeson, and I'm on the Need More Robotics team. What I like about robotics is we get to work together and we get to build, design, and program the robots. 
and it's just really fun getting to go to competitions and compete and just be with others and uh, work together to make a really cool robot. My name is Nathan Tomlin, and I am on the Need More Robotics team. What I like about the robotics is, like, how you can program and stuff, and I can show people, like, wow, look at this, I can do all this cool stuff. And then being, being able to, like, build and just being on the robotics team in total is really cool. My name is Sabin, and I am on the the Need More Robotics team. What I like about robotics is that I get to build robots and snap the pieces together and do a bunch of other things and be with other people. Yes. And we will be back next week with another new episode. So tune in every Thursday to North Lawrence Connection as we connect you to the voices and stories from our district and keep you connected to what's happening in North Lawrence Community Schools.